Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanez. I listened to this entire record, stem to stern. Who is this? The Decemberists. Ooh. On my drive down. Tommy, what do you think of the Decemberists? I love this band, and I love this record. The King is Dead is one of the best records ever of all time. Ever of all time. Wow. So what, good, man. Connor Malloy, that's that's Colin right. Malloy. Colin Malloy, right? Yeah. Right. Connor Malloy was a great tight end, uh, also from Helena. Oh, really? How yeah. about that? And if Seamus Malloy also played for the Grizz, must be uh, family ties. But one decided to be a rock star. If you can come up with one more person with the last name of Malloy, lawyer, lawyer Malloy. There you go. Okay, nice. A plus, all star. R- Rory Malloy. I mean, there's Judge Malloy here in town. Rory McElroy, I guess is what yeah. it is. Uh, anyway, go ahead and get this record going for yourselves. It uh, did me well on a nice stretch of Idaho. It's two tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Hour number two, outstanding to be with you on this Wednesday afternoon. Hope you are having a phenomenal day. Uh, we know, you know, it's uh, not the greatest of times in some ways. We hope that we can make it a little bit better for you. We're all uh, we're all rowing the boat, as they say, right? Isn't that the deal? Not the PJ Fleck deal. Everybody get the oar. Everybody row the boat. I read a fascinating essay earlier today. The thesis point being that there is no such thing as a complicated problem in life. There's only such things as complicated disagreements between humans. Hmm. And I thought that was my very, inability to touch the rim would tend to disagree. With I, th- that. I thought that was very interesting. Uh, <laughs> Uh, analysis though but uh, speaking of a couple of my buddies and I have group text going and I talk about just goal setting during this time what mm. are you going to do positive in your life mm. you know read a book or read this many books or do this many push-ups or whatever one of my boys he stated his goal today he said boys I got a new goal 
I'm gonna be able to dunk on a regulation basketball hoop by the oh, time wow. the pandemic's over. Wow! Like he can, he can he can get up there a little bit, sure, graze the net, sure. like touch the rim, but he can't fully. You know, he's about six one and yeah, a half. You yeah. know, so he's he, he's a little he's tall, but not tall enough to just easily do it. But I thought that was an interesting goal. I said, man, if you at thirty two going on thirty three can come out of uh, pandemic twenty twenty, you can actually dunk. It's pretty good. I will be very, very, very impressed. What are goals to some are mere dreams to others. Isn't that uh, the case, Coulter? Uh, boys and girls, it's hour number two. If you missed anything in the first hour, check it out on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. It's there all the time, and it is available thanks to Blackfoot. Appreciate them for putting that deal up there. Uh, hey, how about this? Carl Tyler Chevrolet, they've been locally owned and operated since 1986. The Carl Tyler Auto Group. Our continuing series, Coulter, today with the uh, Big Sky coaches around the league. Now, we've done about what, five head coaches now around, I think we've, I think around we've the Big done, Sky uh, Conference we've, we've, that have we've, aired. We've broadcast six Six, now. okay. Uh, and then we have Jay Hill, Weber State head coach, coming on tomorrow. And Troy Taylor, Sacramento State head coach, coming on on Friday. Okay. Uh, so on the second half of the league series here. But uh, Justin Green, longtime Grizzly guy who played here at the University of Montana, right. has coached in some form or fashion here since 2011. Uh, and a guy that I know uh, listens to the show, and, and one day we were, uh, he was listening when Dan Hawkins was on the show. And, and the, the impromptu Hawk interview yeah, happened. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and uh, Justin said, hey, give me a call sometime, you know, like, love to, love to chop it up. And so we appreciated him uh, coming on. But he's a guy that I think he has a unique view right now of the University of Montana being a guy who played for Bobby Houck. Yeah. There is a couple on the staff that had done that. But then a guy who also then went to the NFL and then came back and had a chance to work with every coach the Grizz have had since Bobby Houck because he was right. a student assistant with Robin Flugrad. He was on McDelaney's staff, Bob Stitt's staff, and now back on Bobby Houck's staff. So he's seen it all, and I think that he's done a really good job as the recruiting coordinator, being flexible for the demands of whatever the head coach was. But I think you'll hear in this interview the model that Bobby Houck wants to use when it comes to recruiting. I think, first of all, is the most effective one at the University of Montana. I think second of all is the one that Justin is the most comfortable with and also believes is the most effective as well. So I thought this was a very interesting conversation just about kind of the ins and outs and the ways that it's all changed, plus some of just the regulations and rules that are going on right now in the NCAA when it comes to recruiting in general. That's right, and we also pressed him on some rules and regulations that we'll see if he's able to come through with for us on uh, in in this thing as well. But we certainly appreciate uh, Coach Green for for joining us. Great guy and really, really great to talk to him, and uh, and we will look forward to talking perhaps to some more assistance from both uh, the Grizz and the Cats as we go. But the first one, as far as the assistant coaches go, enjoy. Justin Green, recruiting coordinator and running backs coach for the University of Montana Grizzlies. We go now to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the running backs coach and recruiting coordinator for the University of Montana football team. Obviously a former outstanding player, all-conference, all-American, and NFL player in Justin Green. Justin, thank you so much for being with us. How are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Uh, trying to figure figure all, all these things out. Well, what have you figured out? Because I've, <laughs> I've been looking for some answers myself on, uh, you know, how to deal with our with our new world right now. So give me some keys here. Well, first and foremost, I'd have to say, um, get around your family and and don't get yourself uh, tied up against your wife or your kids for being in the house the whole time. <laughs> kind of 
do your best to make this enjoyable for everybody because they'll, they'll probably never in our lifetime will we ever spend this much time with our family ever again. You know, it's so, funny because the best part, and you know this, of being like a dad and being a husband is coming home, right, at the end of the day. And you walk in, everybody's happy to see you. But if you don't leave, you know, there's a little that's left to be desired there, it seems to be at some level. No question. I, I am I am at the peak of being able to help my daughter. She's in the fourth grade uh, as far as homework and trying to figure out, you know, some of the things she has to do. Uh, Common Core is definitely not for me. I've, I've learned. Um, I am I am not a very good speller, and I'm I'm the designated spell uh, spelling test giver. Okay, so we're not playing to our strengths, right there, is what you're telling right. me. Right. Yeah. Well, I, the, the funny thing is, I don't really have many strengths when it comes to academics. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that 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 seems to be the easiest for me. At least I can at least I can ask Alexa or look it up on my phone or act like I know what it is as I type it into my phone to spell check it. Uh, I mean, it has to be a humbling experience, though, right? Because I think that you know, as all of, the, of us being grown men with full time jobs, we think, wow, fourth and fifth grade math that must not be too hard. And then you start trying to teach it, and you're like, hmm, I don't remember. <laughs> much of this is, I mean, what's it like trying to teach stuff that maybe is so far in the past? Well, there's, there's certain things that you do that you just do now that you don't necessarily know the name, like conjugate a verb. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what, what does that mean? <laughs> I ran to the store. That's what that means. I think that's, what, that's how you do it. Uh Justin, let's talk a little bit of football. I mean, I know there's not really any going on, and yet for you, certainly there still is, especially on the recruiting side of things. Now, help us out a little bit, because I know that there's kind of been a dark period, and certainly there's no you know, official visits, no unofficial visits, that sort of thing, but that doesn't mean that you're not obviously reviewing tape, checking guys out. Can you still call guys, text guys? Like, what's the, what's the state of affairs as we sit right now when it comes to you know, recruiting for college football? Well, the, the good thing as far as where we are at Montana, most of our recruiting is done as far as senior film. So uh, camp and senior film has always been an important part of what it is that we're looking at. Um, so we don't necessarily have to be in a hurry. Now, the one thing is, do we will we have camps? Um, you know, not having camps will, will have to have us speed up our timeline a little bit. And the other part of recruiting as far as Montana, guys that want to visit, the place and see the place is really a huge selling point uh, as far as our recruiting. So being able to get guys from the Pacific Northwest to to campus, that's a huge deal. And that's kind of where we're losing ground a little bit uh, as far as the recruiting. Um, you know, we're going to do our best to stay on schedule and, and see what happens as far as what, what uh, camps, if we're going to be able to have camps this summer. And then again, as far as having football in the fall, with evaluating senior tape, um, you know we're gonna, we're going to do our best to stay on schedule to to see if we can we can get get all that accomplished. As somebody that's been around the recruiting game for a little while, and myself, but also you've been around it for a long time too, it's changed so much with technology in a lot of different forms. Whether it's been able to call and text kids directly on their cell phones or monitor them on Twitter, but one thing that's so interesting to me is is just the evolution and the prevalence of huddle. It used to be you could never find. I, mean, I remember even when I when my guys uh, coming out of high school were signing out of Montana, you know, it, it was it was just such a pain to even get a highlight tape for guys that were growing up in Missoula, Billings, or Lewistown, or wherever. And this was only 
15 years ago. But now even the kids in the smallest Montana towns and all over the country have huddled and they can upload highlights. But I think it's a double-edged sword, right? Because sometimes a kid, you're going to see 15, 20 unbelievable plays from every single dude, but you have no idea what he actually looks like in the scope of a game. So how do you go about evaluating film? How has that part evolved in your job? You know, I think that the biggest thing is, is always continuing to stick to our recruiting areas to stick to who it is that we know as far as the coaches that we reach out to. Um, we put a lot of the trust in, into the, the high school coach to give us really the, the character and the the things that he likes about the, those respective players. So along with watching the highlight tape and seeing a guy you like, you know, we do some character stuff, background stuff. You know, what is the coach like about this player? Uh, and then, you know, part of, as far as knowing your area, you can run that guy's name against other coaches of other teams he may play. Um, so, so a lot of that, you still have to be able to do that. A lot of that you do in the spring as far as the recruiting. Uh, now you just have to be able to do that on the phone. Um, yeah, you're right. Somebody, I hope that someone can, you know, put 20, 20 clips together as far as <laughs> showing how good they are or what it is that they do. Um, but, you know, as far as getting in the deep downs of, of recruiting, you know, you've got to pull up a game film. Um, you've got to be able to see, you've got to be able to see guys uh, uh, in the game. What do they do in a game? Uh, you know, as far as running backs is concerned, what does he do when he doesn't have the ball? Um you know, does do they play every play hard? Um, you know, so the, all those things that we're always that, that we're coaching and yelling at our getting after our guys about doing. You know, we want to make sure we those guys are kind of doing that as as we're doing the process of, of of the whole thing as far as recruiting. When it comes to recruiting the state of Montana specifically, one thing that Ryan and I have talked about on this show quite often is that. There were so many pillars of high school football when it came to the head coaches, guys that had been there 35, 40 years, whether it was Jack Johnson in Great Falls at CMR or Paul Claybo at Billings West or Ron Lebsock at Billings Skyview, you know Terry Thomas at Dillon, Scott King at Malta. They had all these legendary, awesome coaches that had been there for so long, but now a lot of those guys have retired and have given way to new faces. How has that changed just the way you communicate and the trust you have in the high school coaches in state? Well, the, the good thing is, I mean, well, you know, the, the fortunate thing for us at Montana, you know, we have a we have a head coach who either played with, knows with, uh, grew up with, just about everybody, everybody. in the state. <laughs> right. So, so as far as having the relationships, as far as with those coaches, we kind of have a backdoor in, um, you know, which is a, which is which is very neat in in, in its in its you know respective place as far as. We we have the same relationship with that school, is even though that a coach may have retired, or um, and it's been good. You know, we 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 feel we we do a good job in the state as far as recruiting it, knowing you know who the guys we are, uh, who are the guys that we recruit, and um, you know start with the coaches, and they and they know we we keep coming back, so they know to you know tell us the truth and give us the you know the skinny on guys, and that they're going to be truthful with us. And, um, as far as that relationship, knowing that home is important, um, they're going to do they're going to do everything they can to um, to give us to give us the truth about their players. Tutel Nuanas, ESPN Radio. Justin Green joining us, the running backs coach and recruiting coordinator at the University of Montana for the football team. And Justin, I want to talk to you on the running back side of thing in that in that position group, and specifically, especially this time of year in spring and kind of the off season. 
guys change positions a lot, especially the young guys where they're trying to find their best fits or maybe they develop physically in a certain kind of way. But what's it like when you have guys who kind of entered the program thinking that they were running backs, being in the running back room, and then all of a sudden now they're playing defense and vice versa? Certainly maybe guys all of a sudden showing up to your room that have been elsewhere and and what's the conversation like with coaches i'm sure it's different for every guy but where you're you know hey quit poaching my dude here or something like that like how how does that go when you're moving guys around trying to get the best fit for everybody i think in the grand scheme of things and and more particularly with the brand of football player we're trying to get the guy wants to play football he doesn't really care where it is um and however he can get on the field he's going to yes coach and do his best at that position um and i think we have a great group of guys that way as you see i mean we it's crazy how many i mean you if you go through our roster how many quarterbacks we have on our team to take quarterback in high school um and they're playing they're not playing quarterback for us um and just having that idea is coach i just want to play you know we got a lot of guys like that and, and same thing when they get here they've been they spend a year potentially a quarterback and then all of a sudden they're a running back and all of a sudden they're a safety you know we or we got guys that just want to play football and and get in where they fit in and you know you have an opportunity to go to go do what they love to do the way the game has changed especially at the college level the way it's spread out the the premium on getting guys in space all of that has been so interesting to watch but it seems to me that that makes it so that position versatility is one of the primary factors in recruiting guys that maybe can and will grow and evolve and maybe play multiple spots. I mean, do you guys see it that way when you're recruiting? A little bit. You know, we always everything you do is on a projection, uh, especially when you're when you're recruiting guys. Like I said, that are you know playing a different position. Um, you know, your your hope is that they can play the the position you're you're bringing them into, or they get here and all of a sudden they put on twenty pounds and now they become extremely different from what you thought they were going to do when they got here. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not an exact science, but you do your best to try to get the guys who fit. And, um, you know, again, we, the, the number one piece of that is the guy, the young men with character, um, young, young men with character aren't going to quit on you. Young men, young, young men with character are going to do whatever they can to help the team be successful. So, um, that's a huge part in our recruiting and a huge part in the players that we, that we currently have on our team. One of my favorite parts about covering recruiting in-state is seeing the guys that maybe come from small school programs and maybe played three or even four sports in high school have never really dedicated themselves to the weight room on a consistent level. And then all of a sudden they come to Montana they blow up. And I, this phenomenon was more prevalent when Bobby Houck was his first tenure when you were a player than, than at any other time in my observations of Grizz history. But it's, it's maintained still. But I mean, when you were a player, what do you remember about some of these Montana guys that come from, you know, Trout Creek and and Harden and stuff? And then all of a sudden, a couple years later, they're they're all American caliber players. I mean, what about Montana makes guys kind of blow up like they do? Well, I think just the Montana player in general, the the difference between getting a kid from Montana and getting a kid from out of state, uh, you know, initially, a kid from Montana has been wanting to go to Montana since he was three years old. Um, or he's 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 been flipped, and then the the pride as far as what he has of just representing the state at one of the schools that potentially he could go to. Um, they play a lot harder. They're a lot tougher. Uh, you know, like you said, they played three or four sports in high school, and they had to because there was only you know. 20 kids to quit to the high school so they, right. they, had to play all, they had to play all the sports you know so uh, 
when you when you get kids like that, and always like you said, get to the weight room, they just blossom because that, you know the sky's the limit for them. Um, you know, we, we've got a lot. Of, we've got a, quite a few guys that run eleven flats. That if they were in Cal, I mean, they ran that eleven flat in fifty degrees blizzard snow weather. <laughs> right. You know, so you're, you're you're talking guys that they have a lot of that stuff. You just you know, Montana's not the biggest state. Um, or not the, the most known state. You know, I, I don't know how well Montana guys would do if they went to other schools outside of the state. Um, I truly believe, I truly believe that the, that the guys that, you know, they grow up wanting to go to Montana, they're going to play harder because of the pride that they have, you know, of the school that they have dreamt about going to. Um, and that's going to be different for your guy who's out of state. The guy who's out of state thought he should have went to USC or UCLA or Arizona. And he plays with a chip on his shoulder um, because of that. Um, so, you know, you get you get a little bit of that. You, and that's, I, I truly believe, as far as the, the Montana guy, you know, he comes from a small school, but he's, he's so fired up and he'll do anything to be the best player he possibly could be because he's playing for the school that he dreamt about playing against. And that's why I always say if I was a track coach, I would be recruiting the Montana State track meets so hard because, I mean, you're like you said, these kids are running ex- exceptional times when it's 39 degrees and snowing. So a lot of times the elements don't cater uh, to the performance, but yet the performances are still outstanding. No question. Justin, I'm interested, too, uh, you, you mentioned the guys who maybe come in thinking that they should have played you know, somewhere else or wa- were wanting to and then you know have that chip on their shoulder. But how do you go about trying to manage guys who, like, if they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, that's great, they're playing hard, but also – maybe come in under the assumption, well, you know, I'm obviously going to be the best incumbent player or something like that. And then, you know, I, I imagine it doesn't take too long for the reality to set in. But how do you manage that? Because it is a lot about the personalities and the types of guys that come in, right? You bet. You know, again, most kids, they, they, again, everybody, if, if everybody who came in thought, well, Coach, I'm just going to redshirt and see how this thing plays out, I'm not sure we necessarily want that kid. Every kid we bring in, we want them to have the mindset, I'm going to play. Now, you know, the, like you said, the, the, it's going to be easy to see who should play and who shouldn't, or who needs a red shirt and who shouldn't, or how, how fast this game goes comparably to your high school and how far you need to do as far as catching up. How soon can you do that? Um, and every position is different, and every guy is different as far as playing those positions. You know, naturally, your offensive line, defensive line, some of those guys take a little time. Uh, just because of the the strength factor in, in that, um, based on other than you may some you know some of your skill positions, guys are playing a little sooner, maybe due to they're kind of going to be the same size that they are uh, moving forward. They're not going to grow very much taller. They're not going to get very much stronger. They're um, uh, not going to run very much faster. So they're kind of already ready made to be able to come in and play, um, and they're and everything in between. So we want guys that are wanting to come in and play. Um, I believe that that keeps the hunger um, for them and always pushing the guys who are or who are here uh, to be better. When it comes to the roster and your position group specifically and the loss of spring ball, I know you guys got some practices in, but then got the second half canceled. But to me, it seems that the running back position, you know, a lot of times you're trying to keep guys healthy more than any other thing. Uh, but what do you gain? What do you lose by not getting the second half of spring ball uh, just from your position group standpoint? Um, you know, I think we, we had two guys as far as returning that played a lot of football for us last year. Um, you know, and, and 
you know, trying to get the young guys to continue to move along. I think the number one thing for us is the, the strength training program. Um, we, you know, we our, our strength training is, you know, is definitely the the, the balance and the base of, of, of our team. And the more that we can get in the weight room uh, collectively, uh, not only as the running backs, but uh, collectively as a team, I think the better, you know, we are as far as being able to, uh, to stay healthy, be able to, uh, you know, make gains, you know, as far as doing what it is that we want to do physically, both offense and defensively. So, um, you know, spring ball, you definitely, we got to get the young guys going and we got to get them ready uh, in all of our respective positions and get them playing time so they feel comfortable going into that first game. Um, but, but the strength training and, and the, the, the creating the extra coat of armor and uh, getting stronger, I think, is probably more the biggest piece than anything else. Justin Green joining us, the recruiting coordinator and running backs coach for the University of Montana football team. And, Coach, you, uh, I think, are the longest tenured coach on this staff uh, that with an unbroken run. You know, some guys were there and then left and returned. I think some guy named Bobby did that, in fact. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, as a GA, you started with Flugrad. You go through to McDelaney, to Bob Stitt, and now to, to Bobby Houck again. Very different guys, very different types of football. What has been sort of the continuity for you? I know it's your alma mater, but to, to be at the University of Montana in varying capacities and, and, and still continue to this day. You know, I've been very fortunate, and I've been very blessed to be put in and be given the position um, because every coach that's came in did not have to keep me. Uh, you know, including Bobby, all the way down. And um, uh, I consider myself to be fortunate to be to be in this position. Um, for me, it's been you know, uh, it's a learning process. Football. The, the the good thing about all the coaches that I've coached for, they've all been different. They've all called things different. They've all talked technique is different. And to be able to uh, to learn more about, number one, my position, learn more offense, learn defense, uh, and put myself, you know, in, in positions to where I'm able to become a, become a better football coach because of it, um, that, that's been the fun part. Um, you know, I find myself to be a pretty easygoing guy to not, not to, you know, to get along with, with people. And, and that's, that's, I think, is... You know, it definitely is a good thing. Um, but I've also worked with some really good guys. I mean, I, you know, I can't say much about, um, about uh, you know, working for Mick, where I worked for a guy who was been a assistant coach and knew exactly what he, how he wanted to treat his assistant coaches because he was an assistant coach for so long. So we did a lot of things that were very family-oriented because he understands how much time it takes away for your family. Learning from Flugrad as far as the spread offense which at that time for me was extremely new because I was, you know, driven into power, you know, power and, and running some zone. And You weren't a spread and, guy, you know, Justin? I'm, I'm shocked by that. I, what happened here? You know, you know what the funny thing is? Everybody says, hey, you know, you know, what kind of running back do you guys want? We wouldn't even know one like you. I wouldn't play in the offense that we play in today. Right, right. I, I, I wouldn't fit. I wouldn't fit. It's not the style of offense that we did when I played here, nor was, I mean, type back. That we have, it's a different. It's a different deal. Um, so it's been great to be able to learn and, and and learn from all those guys. And you know, it's been great to 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 coach with a guy who coached you because he knows you. Um, and he and there's a there's a certain there's a there's a there's an odd vibe of all the guys that he coached because yeah, he can give them. You know, as far as Bobby's concerned, he can give us a lot of crap because he coached us. And, we're almost still players to him, 
<laughs> uh, right. But, but at the same time, you, when, when you talk about loyalty of a, of a coach, you know he's got your back because you know you play for him and and you knew he had your back then. And now it's it's to the 10th power on that. So, you know, coaching for a guy that you play for is, 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 a, is a neat experience because, you know, he trusts you uh, and you and you can trust him. Well, Justin, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, do you know who Bruce Barnum is? I think you might know the name. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bruce Barnum was with us. He threw down the gauntlet to every coach we have in this series. He's sending us a Portland State prize pack with Dots pretzels, among other things. <laughs> and he said that every coach that we have on here, he's challenging them to send us a, a, a better even thing than what he's sending us. Now, I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying this is what Bruce said. So I'm just passing that <laughs> along. You know, if you wanted to put together a prize pack to uh, send it to Tell Nuanas, you know, you could do that, and we can compare and contrast what comes in the mail. Since we're on the air, I just want to let that be known. That might be an NCAA violation. <laughs> right, right, right. We will retract all of this. <laughs> if, if, if only we had eligibility left. So, so I'm going to have to check with my compliance on that. Yeah, that's right. That's the right answer. Well, Justin, hey, man, we certainly appreciate you being with us. Uh, enjoy uh, the family and and uh, and continuing to go through this time. And we look forward to, to being, obviously, on the other side of this thing where we can uh, get back to the grass. Hey, you got it. You guys take it easy. Green, our thanks to Justin Green for, for joining us. Fun to talk to Coach Green always and uh, get through some of the stuff on the, you know, from an assistant standpoint. And also, like you said, the recruiting coordinator stuff is really interesting. There's just one, I mean, everybody's recruiting at some level, but there's one guy who, you know, that's the task that he is, you know, that falls to him. And that is huge. I mean, that's that's a, a major, major uh, uh, part of obviously the, the the whole, but in terms of of what it is that he's got to do and the way that they go about it, uh, really good stuff. So we appreciate him joining us very much. It's two tell nuanas one zero two nine ESPN Radio. You ready for a new truck? How about Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton for the best deals on the best trucks? Duramax, Chevy, or GMC? On the other side, Coulter and I had begun our Wing It Wednesday trivia. I. I We'll continue this with you, and we also have to assess how many you've gotten right and how many you've gotten wrong in the first two questions. Somebody out there, though, is getting wings to the Desperado next. At Blackfoot, we're experts at keeping businesses connected to customers and communities. During this time, we want to help share our expertise with your business. From advising on remote workforce systems to assessing internet connections, we're here to help deploy the solution you need to continue supporting your customers. How can we help your business? Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash remote workforce to learn more. Continue on a Wednesday afternoon. Hope you are having a wonderful day. Thanks for letting us be on board with you. Two Telling Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. Coulter, don't mind don't mind the sounds you're hearing back there. He's just crinkling up paper and taking shots at our basketball hoop. Shout out Brooks Nuanas for facilitating the hoop inside the studio. Uh, it is a wing it Wednesday. 
Our friends at the Desperado Sports Tavern. Still pumping out the best wings in the city of Missoula, not to mention everything else. You can call right now for pickup. It's about dinner time. Get some food from the Desperado. Curbside delivery sitting right there. South Russell. Best food around. Local. Go get it right now from the Desperado Sports Tavern. Coulter, we started with a couple of trivia questions. I'm asking you trivia questions. If you get three or more right out of the five that I ask you, you get to give Desperado Wings away today on your social medias, on Twitter. If you miss three or more, I am giving them away because I will have won. I will have stumped the Schwab, as it were, that being you. Uh, Here's what I'd say. First of all, you nailed it on the NFL MVPs that were not uh, uh, quarterbacks in the last 20 years. Marshall Falk, Sean Alexander, LaDainian Tomlinson, and Adrian Peterson. I asked you all 10 one-time winners of the NBA MVP trophy Mm -hmm. in the last 20 years. You got eight all by yourself, and then Allen Iverson and Kevin Durant weren't there. Eight out of ten. I mean, it's not exactly binary, right, where there's just it's just yes, you got it, or no, you didn't. You got eight out of ten. That's very good. Let's see how these next three shape up, and then we'll decide what's going on here, okay? Okay. Here we go. Trivia question for you. My Chicago Cubs won World Series in back-to-back years in 1907 and 1908, their last two before 2016. Yep. They beat the same team in both of those World Series, and in fact, the team that they beat in both those World Series went to the following World Series in, 2000, in, in 1909, excuse me, and also lost that one to the Pittsburgh Pirates. What team lost three straight World Series from 07 to 09? The Philadelphia Athletics? No. It is the Detroit Tigers. Detroit Tigers with Ty Cobb. The Detroit Tigers lost those three World Series. Mm. Okay? Now we get into some fun. Man, I should have given me three guesses. My next two guesses would have been the New York Giants and the Detroit Tigers, if I would have thought about it hard enough. Because I could only name maybe a couple players from the the first decade of the 20th century of yeah. baseball. But Ty Cobb and Chrissy Matthewson would have been among those. All on that list, no doubt. All right, here's a question for you. Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. A one-time winner of the NBA MVP trophy. Indeed. How many threes did Shaq make in his NBA career? One. He made one. Do you know how many he shot? Oh, man, I'd say eight. One of 22. 22. 22 three-point attempts for Shaquille O'Neal, but you were all over. How did you now? You, you clearly I just, knew I just this. knew that, yes. Okay. All right, so here's what I'm saying. We're split right now. It's 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Here we go. For Wait, the, why are we spit? split? Well. Did I go two for two in the first and then didn't get the baseball? Now it's not my third. Eight out of ten. Win. You want to take eight out of ten? I mean. You probably are a winner here. Okay. All right, here's here's the last one. Like pressure. Let's go. There have been four four quadruple doubles in mm-hmm. the history of the NBA. Okay. Who are the only four players to have Do I have to get all four? Eh, no. Well, David Robinson. David Robinson went 34 points, 10 boards, 10 assists, 10 blocks once upon a game. John Stockton? No. Scott Skiles? No. Mark Jackson? Nope. Spud Webb. <laughs> nope. Magic Johnson. I'll tell you this. Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem Olajuwon. Hakeem. 
18 points, 16 rebounds, 10 assists, and 11 blocks. Did, did anybody get it with steals? One. Kendall Gill. No. Um, these last two, if you get these two. Mookie is, Blaylock. No. Also known as Pearl Jam. Who's also known as Mookie Blaylock. Right. Um, one with steals. Chris Paul. Nope. Who might the other one with blocks be? I would say... Um, 22 points, 14 rebounds, 13 assists, and 12 blocks. 12 for the blocks. One with the blocks. That's crazy. And then 20 points, 11 boards, 10 assists, and 10 steals. Is it crazier to have 10 blocks or 10 steals? It's crazier for a guy that can have 10 blocks to have 10 assists. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> why I'm trying right. to think of point guards. Because <laughs> dropping a triple-double right. as a guard... The rebounding is way less hard to attain than the blocks, and you'd think that as a point guard you're going to get it for steals rather than blocks. To be able to block 10-plus shots in a game as well as get 10 assists. Wilt Chamberlain. Nope. Probably not not recognized then. Alonzo Mourning. Nope. Patrick Ewing. No. Moses Malone. You're, you're, You're just a little too famous on this. Well, I've already given you like Mookie Blaylock, Spud Webb, and Scott Skiles, too. Yeah. So I'm going not famous as well. Mark Jackson, I don't know. Give them to me. Nate Thurman. Nate Thurman had the blocks. Okay. Uh, he, I don't know what year it happened, but it, it, he, it was, he played for the uh, uh, Warriors, went to Bowling Green of all places. Uh, so Nate Thurman is uh, with the blocks. With the steals, Alvin Robertson. I mean, I know who Nate Thurman is. I do not know who Alvin Robertson is. So, uh, Well, the great and mighty Albert, Alvin Robertson, uh, who played, by the way, for the Raptors relatively recently. But anyway. Oh, he, that Alvin yeah, Robertson? Yeah, he's the one who had it. So there you go. Holy cow. Coulter, you did great. Thanks. <clears throat> I defer to you. Okay. Here's what people are going to do. At 1029 ESPN, that's where we're going to do this. Okay. You go. And you put it up there on the deal, and you get two people on there, and we're going to give you wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern on a wing it Wednesday. Just tell us something nice. Tell us anything at all. Tell us what you're doing. You, you the reply quarantine. to Coulter's tweet right here, and he he will give them away to you. And uh, remember, the Desperado is still open for business. You the best get the best wings in the city. A ton of great food. Call them up for pickup right now. Stu Tell Nuwana's 10290 ESPN Radio. Take a break. Back after this. <laughs> This is Mike Nugent with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services. Berkshire Hathaway provides Western Montana with full-time real estate professionals for you whenever you need us. Our reputation as the state's most knowledgeable and available real estate group has helped build unmatched trust in the Garden City and statewide. If you have been thinking of making a real estate move in the short or long term, give me a call. No pressure, no expectations. Just professional opinions and service at whatever pace you are comfortable with. Give me, Mike Nugent, a call today. 531-1802. And remember, every question is good to ask. 
If you weren't listening to Tutel and Nuanes on 102.9 ESPN Radio this week, here's what you missed. First of all, it's a great weekend because it's a Cat Grizz weekend. Hello, Montana. Sometimes you get what you deserve. I am tired, though. You can just tell Bozeman is just a buzz right now, man. It's uh, the, the campus, the town, everything's just booming. There's a lot of things to like in the state of Montana. There's a couple things that you kind of go, oh, okay. I love the ice and the cold and the wind mm-hmm. and the snow and all the misery that everybody complains about. It gives me great joy. I have I'm happy you can't drive. I'm happy that you're cold. I enjoy all of it. It's my favorite part about living in Montana. I know where I live, okay? I'm from here, okay? I hate fishing. You're not going to find a better recruiter than Brian Fish. I think that factor gets lost. If you were to have me do a power rankings of jobs in the league, I would tell you that Northern Arizona and Southern Utah's women's programs are dead last in Big Sky basketball jobs, men's and women's. Let them go run around, put like one person in there, you know, an employee to hang out or whatever, but go check out my Twitter. I think I saw of the actual concert probably a grand total of about eight to nine minutes. What have you been doing? Right. Why are you not prepared? This is your job interview. What what is going on with you? Because I was, you know, upside down. I've been knocked over to the ground. Now I got my, you know, face stuck in somebody's back. You know, this is, oh, it's great. This guy can play in the NFL. You lose weight. I'm just trying to derail this because this is the last thing in the world I want to talk you about. You know, you are so bitter. Maybe this is why you're so angry is because you only believe things you can see. Let's think about things that we can't see. No. This is dumb. There's only one basketball, right? Here's the thing. Like, at the point that you've been invited to the combine, you have crossed a threshold that that's a, a very impressive one. All these guys now are posing in terms of their authenticity of their swagger compared to that guy. What an interesting deal that would be. Montana has made it to the NCAA tournament seven out of the last 14 years and five out of the last 10 years. They haven't performed even close to well. That's the one example that that works for. So describe Flagstaff for people that haven't been. Rural Southwest deal of being in the desert, the high desert, living off the grid, you know, all that kind of stuff. Not sitting here talking about just like crazy people who are chasing UFOs in Roswell, but there is a lot of right. the culture of that world. It's an epically beautiful place. Let's go. Let's go. Flagstaff will never not be weird. Yeah. Those are some of the things that are advantages. Missoula remains a very funky and very cool town. I got many thoughts. I'll leave them at this point. To tell a nuanas from 4 to 6 every weekday afternoon on 102.9 ESPN Radio, Montana's best sports talk. To tell and nuanas on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Missoula. Nuanas, a very fine Wednesday evening to you. Hope you are well. We are certainly happy to be with all of you across the state on SWX Montana Television. Thanks for hanging out with us on YouTube. If you're watching us on the YouTube, maybe Silverdale, Washington, who knows? Appreciate that. <laughs> An audience of one. We uh, also uh, are uh, happy to be available wherever and whenever you would like us on the podcast. The Tutel and Nuanas podcast is available all the time. Search Tutel and Nuanas wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to it at your leisure. The podcast is available thanks to Blackfoot. Blackfoot setting us up with that podcast. So that is outstanding. Um, 
If you uh, also would like to listen live on the stream, you can do that as well. The stream is available whenever you want to get it at 1029ESPN.com. And the stream is there thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Carl Tyler, Missoula Volkswagen. Discover ownership, peace of mind with Carl Tyler's lifetime powertrain warranty. Coulter. What's up, Tommy? You want to come on the show? He's got his own mic back there, and now he's going to walk in here. Uh, yes, I also responded to the tweet at 1029ESPN. <laughs> I so, let you know what exactly I've been doing, and that is uh, building your studio here, oh, and thus great. you should feed me. Okay. <laughs> we will go to the Desperado, Tommy. Wings coming in for Tommy Coffee uh, on, the, uh, on the Twitter feed there so that he can get himself fed from the Desperado this evening. That's outstanding by him right there. Uh, Coulter, there's, you know, Nick Saban is, shall we say, not the most lovable figure that ever did grace the planet. And not that he's not, you know, a, a good See, I think person that's interesting because I don't think he's nearly as abrasive or unlikable as, honestly, the majority of his peers. I don't think he's that abrasive. I just don't think he... he there, there's a difference between being actively sort of acerbic and, sure. and being just not really warm. Yeah. I, You're not, he, he's not inviting to I, me. I, I totally agree. Uh, he's, he's standoffish and he's grumpy, but I also think that... So many of these coaches I look at and I listen to and I say, you're an insane person. You have traits of mental insanity. Yes. You're obsessed. You're compulsive. You're, you have tunnel vision. You're driven. You're, but you're also selfish, self-centered. Saban just seems as if he's, he's the king of the castle, certainly, but he doesn't give me nearly as many as the, of the, so many of these guys, especially at the FBI, especially in the power five, when they're sitting up there that you want to know the first thing I think besides that they're crazy that they're just liars. Mm. I say, you, I just think you're a liar. I don't think Saban's a liar. Here's Saban and Dabo both, you sit up there and you believe them. But here, maybe that's what makes them the best liars. Because mm. coaches... Well, maybe they're such good liars they believe their own lies. Well, um, now, now, we're, now we're going down the spiral here. Here's my thing. I, I'm not going to sit here and call any of them liars as such. But I am going to say that there is, without question... Every every guy who is a Division One football coach uh, is a Division One head coach of any sport has thought about, talked about, and plans on how to deal with the media, how they individually and how the program is going to deal with the media, and what it is is a prescribed deal. Now, there's plenty of guys who get out there and go whole hog into it and and try and and get themselves out there in the most you know ways that they are able to other guys who circle you know the wagon so to speak and they you know just try and keep everything sort of as buttoned up as they possibly can but here's the thing i would never say that pete carroll is a liar that he's a dishonest person that he's up there actively trying to misguide anyone i agree but he is absolutely never answered a question in his entire career would you agree with this that and so, so many of the guys that are liars are in the NC are in college football not the nfl yeah how many nfl guys do you think man you're a liar not really because they don't have to be slimy because there's no recruiting that's involved right. that's right that's right and there's there's also not over like I think that a lot of the ways that questions get answered have this background of the NCAA 
that that's it, true that is there. There's also this. Us, like, there's also the how back, do we go about. This? There's also the background of tribalism. That's right. There's, there's certainly tribalism in the NFL, but at the end of the day, coaches are answering to their owners first and foremost. Their that's owners right. and the people that pay the checks first and foremost. Secondarily, the fan bases. Whereas in college football, so much is playing to the fan base, most of whom are going to be rabid and rational fans. Totally. And and so, anyway, the point is is that you know, press conferences are are generally okay to get facts. Right. Well, here's what didn't really work in this particular instance, but it's nowhere to find truth. All right. So that's what I that's my approach to press conferences in general. Point being, this isn't even what the point of this segment was supposed to be. Nick Saban can't send emails. Is that what you're telling me? He claims that he's learned how to send and read emails as well as send and receive text messages beyond the... He said the one text message he did know how to navigate was when people texted him, call me. So that he can But now he can respond and say, okay, instead of call. just call. <laughs> and now he can not only write but read. He said, I can now read my email. So I don't know if he didn't even know how to check them. Um, I don't believe him. So, okay, so now we have found the bottom. I, I, you know, I think that he's definitely playing a character here. I, I would totally believe that he struggles with it. I refuse to believe that he actually cannot and does not do it. Yeah, that would be. I mean, here's the emails. If he doesn't text, if he's just a, he gets a text and calls you guy, that wouldn't surprise me that much. Let me ask you this. What would surprise you more, that he actually can't do it or that he has hired a person to relate to oh, him oh, every email that's, oh, oh, that's coming oh, through. I'm sure he has 47 people yeah. sending receiving texts and emails for him. He does. I mean, he has a staff of hundreds, right? Yes. All with certified, all as certified strength coaches. So that what is it that he does? Rules. Isn't the best way to own a company to make yourself obsolete? Can he just get all the way out? Just keep running the show? Cashing them checks? Maybe. Boys and girls, Wednesday in the books. We appreciate each and every one of you. Stay safe. Stay space. I'm making this work. We're getting that hashtag going. We'll see you tomorrow. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.